morning, good morning, good morning. Today is another good day. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin. I dropped in briefly because I wanted to talk about how we must use our faith to activate the prophetic word that we too have a part to play in all of this. Are you using your faith to do what God said? We need to use our faith to activate the prophetic word. Yes, we have a part to play. Yes, God did say it, and everything that he says is true. But how many of you know sometimes we have a part? Well, we always have a part to do, even if it's nothing but to pray and to stand in faith. Um, we're getting ready to dig into this. I'm sorry I didn't get to get back with you yesterday, but today is another new day. And this is the day that the Lord has made. Again, this is Arthur Pearly Martin. Thank you guys for joining in on my podcast, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. We're getting ready to go in because we're getting ready to do some heart surgery. Because <laughs> how many of you know it's the condition of our heart that determines how we receive the Word of God? So we're going to pray first, Father. We just thank you for being in the middle of us, Lord God. You said we're two or three. There you are right there, Father. We thank you that as we hunger and thirst, as we seek your face, Father God, that you will fill us. You will reveal yourself to us, Father God. You will give us a rhema word, Father God, and you will give us wisdom. We ask for your wisdom ahead of time, Father God, to show us, instruct us, show us how to do what we know. Show us how to do what we hear. For you said it's the doer of the word that's blessed and not the hearers only, Father. Give us a hunger and a thirst for the things of God. Give us a hunger and a thirst. Uh, for the righteousness of God. Father, we come before you today, this day, and we surrender and we say, Lord, not our will be done, but let your will be done in our lives again today, this day, in Jesus' name, and forever, evermore, in each and every day, Father, we pray this prayer. Amen. Again, thank you guys for joining in. I'm just going to, I guess, be before you briefly. I don't know. It's whatever the Lord say. That's what's going to go. Um, but here we are. We're talking about how we must use our faith to activate the prophetic word. Um, just getting a word is not going to be enough if we don't act on what he said. I talked briefly yesterday about um, how the widower, um, when the prophet came to the widower, he told her, he said, um, bake me a cake first because she was going to bake. Her, well, there was a famine in the land and she was going to bake her and her son a, a cake first. And then she was going to eat and die because that's all she had left. But then God sent the prophet through and he said, you know what? Bake me a cake first and your meal barrel will never run dry. <laughs> that was the prophetic word. God sent the prophet. He put a, a prophetic word in the prophet's mouth to tell her, hey, I got something to tell you. God said for me to say, because that's what it is. Prophets uh, 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 speak on behalf of God. Right. So he came and he told her that was he was foretelling her something. He said, look here, I'm going to tell you right now, if you give me a cake first, make me a cake first, your meal barrel, it's not going to run dry in the future. Right. That was a prophetic word is foretelling. And so, and she did as he said, and sure enough, she got what he said. But so, uh, remember when I always say, when you get a word, find a verb, right? So her part in, in the in receiving the fulfillment, the promise of that prophetic word, 
was that she had to do what the instructions of the Lord was. So the, the prophetic word was, your meal barrel will not run dry if you bake the prophet a cake first. That was the word she got. And if she was going to go around and tell somebody that she got a word from the Lord, I'm, I'm sure she probably would have said, I got a word from the Lord. And he told me that if I bake the prophet a cake first, he, I, my meal barrel is not going to run dry. That was the prophetic word. But what was her part in the fulfillment of that prophecy? Well, her part to play was to bake the cake. (laughs) She had to bake the cake in order to receive the promise from the prophetic word. Yet a lot of times people think because you get a prophetic word, it's automatically going to come true. And it will if we do what we're supposed to do. So we have prophetic words laying dormant. Um, because we just thinking God is like a genie. He's just going to magically make everything disappear. Like we don't have a part to play in it. Um, but we have a part to play and we need to, like I said, when God gives us a word, we need to find the verb. So I want to, I want to start off uh, today talking about Noah, how God gave Noah a prophetic word. He gave him a, a promise. He told him, um, I, he said he grew tired of the people. Them, the people was just wicked and they was just doing whatever they wanted to do and whatever, however they felt doing it. And he came, the Spirit of the Lord, and God said, the Bible says, that he came to, to Noah and he said, Noah, I'm going to destroy this place because I'm tired of these people. They're wicked day and night and they're just doing what they want to do in Genesis. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to destroy this place. But, but then he said, uh, he began to... He gave Noah a prophetic warning. That was a prophetic warning because he let him know ahead of time. He foretold, he let him know ahead of time that the flood was coming. He let him know ahead of time that he was going to destroy this place, right? And the same thing he done told us, how he's going to destroy it with fire. And he said, but this is what I want you to do. Because how many of you know that God knows how to deliver the righteous from the day of destruction? Right. So he said, this is my instructions to you. I'm going. I'm, this is the word. This is a prophetic warning. A lot of times people uh, th- like the prophet comes and he gives prophetic warnings. He gives a prophetic forecast. He lets the people know ahead of time what's coming. He's speaking on behalf of the Lord. A lot of times I don't know what people think prophecy is, but I think they just they tend. Sometimes we just tend to think that it should be fluff and flowers. But even Jesus said in this world, we're going to have some trouble. <laughs> he said, but um, those who keep their minds stayed on me. Guess what? I can keep you in peace even in the midst of this trouble. Can you be calm in the chaos? Yes. If you're, When your soul is anchored in the Lord, peace comes from God. How many of you know that peace comes from God? And when we're not having peace in our lives, we might need to check to make sure that we're in fellowship with the Lord or make sure that we're believing and standing on his word. Um concerning the search a situation those who keep their minds stayed on me remember he tells us i'm trying to stay with it but i'm gonna say what god said he tells us he said uh be anxious for nothing but in everything through prayer supplication with thanksgiving just let your requests be made known unto god and then the peace of god which passes all understanding will cover our hearts and minds in christ jesus isn't that what he said that's what he said so he said, don't be anxious, don't be worried, don't be fearful, don't be caring, don't be concerned. I don't want you, I don't even want you to have to deal with this. This is why I'm telling you to cast your cares upon me, says the Lord. Ah, that was a word for somebody. Um, but he said, I don't want you. It's not okay to be concerned. It's not because cares comes turns into 
worries and fears and worries. That's all cares is. It start off with a care and then it's a concern. Then it turns into a care and then it turns into worry and fear. You see, so God said, you know what? Give me that. I want you to cast your cares upon me because I love you. But anyways, uh, he already told us in this world we're going to have some trouble. But we can have calmness even in the midst of the chaos when our soul is anchored in the Lord. How many of you know that? When our soul is rooted and grounded and anchored in, in the word. What is the word? What's the counsel of God concerning the chaos? Okay, what is the counsel? I know what I'm telling you. I know, I know, I know it for sure because I'm here to testify about the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ. When he had to give me a word in the midst of my chaos, I, I had to have, and I, and I was able to be calm. That's the only way I was able to be calm in the midst of my chaos because I had, a, I had the counsel of God concerning the chaos. You know, he is a present help in our time of trouble, the word of God tells us. And he said, God will not cause us to be ashamed when we put our trust and faith in him. He said he will not. Why is that? Because that's his reputation on the line. Every time we say what God say, we put his reputation on the line. He said, bring me in remembrance of my word. It's not that he don't know what he said. He's trying to get you to remember what he said. And, and, and when I pray, Lord, you said. Lord, you said that by Jesus stripes I'm healed. Lord, you said if I keep my mind. Lord, you said, what is God saying? What is the counsel of God? He said, bring me in remembrance of what I said. What is the counsel of God concerning your situation, concerning your circumstances? What is the counsel of God concerning your children, your marriage, your family, sickness, finance? What is the counsel of God? We must study, not just read. But we must study the word of God to show ourselves approved so we can rightfully divide the word of truth. Um, let's make sure we get in the word today and study, not just read. And you say, where do you start? I say, start with you. But I'm trying to stick with this, but it's wherever the Holy Spirit wants to take me. So I'm, I'm talking about the prophetic word, how when God gives us a word or, you know, uh, we, some of us have had words from years ago um, and they still haven't come to pass. We need to go back and re-examine those words to see if it was something that we were supposed to do that we did not do. So we were just talking about Noah, how God gave Noah a prophetic, uh, a prophetic warning. He told him what was going to happen before it happened. And, and, and then Noah believed God. You know how Noah believed God? Because remember, we act on what we believe. We can tell, the Bible tells us, you know, um, you know, I think it says that Noah believed him, but we know that Noah believed him because we act on what we believe, right? So I think Moses, like, I mean, excuse me, Noah was like 75, 70 something when he, when he got the call, when he received the call, when he received the call, because how many of you know, Moses went into full-time ministry at 80. We got to stop with this. We got to stop with this. Age is a number. It's by the spirit of the living God that we live, move and have our being. And and as we, I believe that as we get up and go and as we get up and move and as we get up from those places that our, our body will be made whole like the lepers who were healed as they went. Some of us aren't healed because we're not doing what the Lord is asking us to do. You could, we, we can let those, same way we let those gifts lie dormant, we can allow those prophetic words to lie dormant. When we're not doing what God tells us to do, we are sitting in disobedience. How many of you guys know that? There's healing in the word. We're clean through the word of God. So as I don't know about you, but I've been reading the word and got delivered. Um, 
we're clean through the word of God. The word of God, how many of you know that the word of God is the power of God? It's very important that we spend time studying the word of God. We have to be able to weather the storms and still stay stable. We can be stable like a tree that's planted by the rivers of the water if we will allow, anchor our soul in the word. God's word has to be final authority. Uh, we can't be distracted by the winds, by the waves, by the seas. We have to be focused on what is the counsel of God. The devil wants us to listen to him and to believe what he say. And a lot, and, and when we're picking what he say over what God say, we're not picking the prophetic word. We're picking the demonic word. Excuse me. So there we have, we have Noah. We have Noah. He received the word. We have Jonah. Jonah received the prophetic word. It was go to tarnish and pre- uh, preach to the people so they can repent. Jonah. Jonah received the word, but Jonah didn't want to do the word. Even though it was a prophetic word, we get to choose if we want to do it or not. Because God gives us choice. Just because he gives us a word don't mean it's going to come to pass if we don't act on it. Whether it's a prophetic warning, like he gave Noah. Or if it's a prophetic promise, just a prophetic promise. They're all promises. He gave he gave um, Abram, Abraham and Sarah a prophetic word. He gave it to Abraham. He told him, he said, you're, you're, you're going to have a lot of kids. You're going to have a lot of children, Abraham. Um, Abraham said, but I'm old. He said, I'm going to have to leave this my slave as an heir because you didn't bless me with any children, Lord. He said, I got you. Abraham, you're going to have children and it's going to come from your own body. <laughs> you're going to have your own heirs, the word tells us. You're going to have your own babies. They're going to come from your own body. We know that that was a prophetic word. One of the prophetic words, because he made he cut a lot of co- several covenants with Abraham, but I want to focus on that one. I want to fe- focus on how the Lord told Abraham he was going to bless him. He was going to bless him, and, and and he hadn't forgot about. He said, "I ain't forgot about Ishmael. He's going to be great too. A lot of leaders going to come out of his lineage, but the promise is going to be to Isaac, right?" I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you children. I ain't forgot about you. I know you old. I know you up in age. But that's just a number to God. We see that over and over again. How he overrides the number deal. So we need to get out the numbers. The numbers are here for us. I like to tell people. If you take care. We take care of ourselves when we're young. Our body will take care of us when we're old. Moses was 120 and his eyes had not grown dim. And how many of you know that we're under a better covenant than them? Because we have the Spirit of God on the, living on the inside of us. Okay, and the same power that raised Christ from the dead is on the inside of us. Our body, know you not that your body is the temple of the living God? It's the temple of the Holy Ghost. Um, so there we have Moses. I mean, I'm sorry. There we have Abraham. God then gave him a prophetic promise. He had a, he got a good word. It wasn't a warning. They're all good. 
because warning coming for destruction. Don't you let your kids want your kids to know when stuff is coming. You don't want your kids to be destroyed. Isn't that what we do? Isn't that why we try to teach our kids right from wrong, good from evil? Because we're looking out for their best interests. So why wouldn't God give us prophetic warnings? (laughs) Why wouldn't God correct us? We correct our kids, right? We're correcting them so they'll remember not to do that. We're trying to direct them when we correct them. (laughs) So that's what I look at correction is. God is loving on me when he's chastising me. But if we won't endure the chastisement, mm. okay, I'm I'm trying to I'm I'm going with the Lord told me to go. Let me see here. Give me one moment. Let's see if I can stick with the strip. So that well, that was Genesis six and fourteen, where God gave Noah instructions on how to build the ark. He didn't just give him a word, but he told him what to do with the word. How many of you got a word and don't know what to do with the word? Well, ask God for for his instructions. Lord, okay, I hear what you say. I see what you say. I believe what you say. Now tell me, is there something that I need to do to activate the promises? Genesis 15 and 4, um, the Lord, uh, that's when the Lord promised he was going to bless Abraham, Abram, uh, with his own child from his own body. Genesis 15, you guys read Genesis, read the study, not just read, but study. Um, this is Genesis 15, 4, Genesis 15 and 6. Um, it says that Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. How do we know that Abraham believed God? We know that Abraham believed God because Abraham acted on what he, what he believed. Look in the word and you're going to find the verb. What did he do? He received the word. And he's, he didn't just believe the word, but he acted on the word. And so when our promises and our lives are laying dormant, that's because we're not, a lot of times, we're not doing our part because we 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 don't really know what the works are. We think that the works are, I'm going to church seven days a week. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what the Lord is telling you. But that don't, if you believe in God for healing, that don't, that don't fit that. What is, what is the instructions? We need to go back. Lord, give me wisdom. He tells us to come and ask for wisdom. So we really don't have an excuse not to do what he asks. We really don't. Because sometimes we're like, well, I don't know what to do. Well, God said, come ask me and I'll show you. Right? So um, to be doers of the word, we're going to need the wisdom of God. We're going to need the counsel of God because your works might not be the, my, the same thing as my works. Okay. If my, if, if, I, if I'm needing healing in my body, my works may be to change my diet. Your works might need to be to ex, you know, exercise more. Not that, you know, I'm just using that for an illustration to say, what is the works? The works, your works is your corresponding action that relates to whatever it is you're believing God for. If I'm believing God for my husband to be saved, going to church seven days a week is not the works. <laughs> the works would be, um, what, what does, what is the counsel of God concerning marriage? That's the works. Wives, submit yourselves unto your husband as fitting unto the Lord or as unto the Lord. In other words, I'm going to do it because God said to do it. I'm doing this, Lord. I don't feel like it because my feelings ain't got nothing to do with it. But I'm doing this, Lord, because you said to do it. How about that? What is our works? What's your works concerning the prophetic word? 
go back, look at that word and find the action verb. What is your works concerning that word? Go back and find the action verb. What is your works concerning the word? Go back and find the action verb. I want that to stick with you. Because a lot of times we're believing God for stuff, but we're not acting. We don't have any works. He said, okay, wives, a husband can be one without your, without a word word from you, but just by your quiet, meek, humble, humble spirit. A soft answer turns away wrath. Ladies, remember... The Proverbs say that it's better to live on a rooftop for a man to live on a rooftop than in the house with a nagging wife. These are your part of your works. Your works is going to have to do with, with being a wife. What is does the word say about for the wife to do? It's not to study what the husband is supposed to do. That's frustrating because you're not called to do their part. My part, our part in a marriage as a woman is to see what the counsel of God is concerning the wife. The man's part in a marriage is for his part is to study to see what the counsel of God is concerning a husband. And I think the thing that's really frustrated is sometimes we as women know more about what the husband is supposed to do than we, than we know what the wife is supposed to do. But I got news for you that you're the main subject of your own life story. People can't change other people, but God does cause us to, you know, he wants us to uh, yield so he can change us. It's an individual walk. Your husband's not your problem. You're your problem. Oops. I'm sorry I said it, but it's the truth. Because you know what I found out to be is that when we begin to let God change us, things around us and people around us begin to look different. We're not in denial. We're not saying that they're not doing what they're doing. and they're not, But they're going to have to give an account of the Lord for what they do. Read my book, Understanding Your Own Issues and Other Issues. I'm going to make a study guide to that. Because I am telling you, that is deliverance. It's deliverance, it's inner healing, it's learning how not to take uh, other people's issues and make them about you, but understanding your own issues too. We're going to understand the fight. We're going to understand that our fight is not against flesh and blood people, but against principalities and powers. I'm trying to stick with uh, activating the prophetic word. What's your part in the prophecy? What's your part? in fulfilling the the prophetic word. What's your part? What has God asked you to do that you're not doing? Because when we're not doing what he say, we're not being obedient to what he say. What's God's word to you? What's his prophetic word to you? What is God asking you to do? He said Adam and Eve in the garden and he said here, He filled it with everything that was good and pleasurable. He had a river running through there to water the plants. The water came up out of the ground. I mean, he had it good. I mean, everything that he needed, it was right there. Right there in the garden. That was his prophetic. I mean, everything that he had, it was right there. How many of you know that the provisions are in the will? He was in the will. He was in the right smack dab will of God until until they sinned. Right? But how many of you know that even in that God is greater than our mistakes? He, 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 he's bigger than our mess. He, he's greater. Because when we get back in fellowship with the Lord, he's still there. He hadn't changed his mind. Abraham and Sarah, they went out and they created their own baby. Because they didn't, you know, they got tired of waiting. 
So they went out and tried to make it happen. The Lord said, this is going to be for you. And so you go out and start trying to do stuff to make it happen. Stuff that God didn't tell you to do. I'm talking about the wisdom of God. Not the wisdom of the man. Not our wisdom. Not us trying to manipulate the situation. But what is the counsel of God concerning that prophetic word? If you say you're going to travel all over the world, you might need to start with the passport. How are you going to travel over, over the world without a passport? <laughs> Come on now. Let's um, get the counsel of God. the wisdom of God concerning the prophetic word because when God gives us a word he can give us instructions he can give us instructions on what to do we see him when he did it with Elijah when Elijah faced the prophets uh, the false prophets of uh, Jezebel he told he told Elijah what to do put the calves on the altar you know and he said okay you guys pray to your God I'm going to give you time to pray for yours and then I'm going to pray for mine and the God that answered by fire that's the true God right but the Lord told him how to do it how do you activate the the prophetic word and you know um, God's word period is prophetic but I'm talking about when somebody come and give you a word and they prophesy over you and I remember um, one time I was at this church. Excuse me, about a year and a half ago, and um, I was visiting this church, and there was a prophet there, and and she began to say, "I see all those books in you." (laughs) She said, "I see all those books inside of you," and I, I didn't really try to make a, a lot happen I mean I because I write prophetically so when the Lord gave it to me that's when I write and sure enough here what last year that's when he downloaded all those study guides inside of me it just it was like somebody just hit download I believe what she said because I'd already been writing and I received what she said but because I write prophetically I can't just do stuff when I want to do it I like that. I like being led by the Spirit of the Lord. Because when we're led by the Spirit of God, we'll know when to rest and we'll know when to work. <laughs> we just won't be doing a whole bunch of stuff. Things that, you know, because that, that, those are time stealers. The devil wants to steal our time. How many of you know that? That the devil wants to steal our time. Excuse me. It's through faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God. So when God gives us a promise, not only do we need the counsel of God or the wisdom, if if he doesn't give the instructions right then, we need to say, okay, Lord, I heard what they said, but what I'm supposed to do, is it something here that I need to do? Is it something here that I'm supposed to do? If so, give me your wisdom so I can do what you're asking me to do. What is the counsel of God? concerning the word of God. What is the counsel of God? Some of us aren't having peace because we're not doing what he said. And some of us are having chaos because we're not acting on what he said. Jonah had trouble in his life. The reason Jonah had trouble in his life is because Jonah wouldn't do what what the Lord told him to do. 
So Jonah had chaos in his life because he was not being obedient to the word. Do you have chaos in your life because you're not being obedient to the word? He was not in the will of God. He was running, so he thought, but didn't realize that God was everywhere he was. Are you acting on the prophetic word? I'm getting ready to end it here. What promises has God made to you? And and, and not just on the prophetic word. God's word, period, is prophetic. So when we read the word, find the verb. What does the word say to do? The word of God is our weapon of warfare. So we don't know what the word says. We're going to find ourselves in the middle of a war without a weapon. And that's how a lot of us as believers are living. Because if we don't study the word, he said for you to study to show yourself approved. Not to sit up and listen to other people study all the time. That's good because we need it all. We need to, we need it all. But I'm saying that's good that you listen to them. You listen to what they studied. But God actually wants you to turn this stuff off. And for you to study, God wants us to study to show ourselves approved. Are you studying too, or are you just listening to everybody else study? That's good. I, I listened to I listened to someone else studies this morning, but um, because every joint supplies a need. But what I'm saying is, will you study? Will you turn it off? Get in the Word and you study because we're clean. Jesus said that we're clean through the Word, and for us to study to show ourselves approved. And when we get in in the word, as we, like I said, what is the counsel of God concerning your life issue? What is the counsel of God? What is God asking you to do? Lot had a word of warning. The Lord told me he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. That was a prophetic word. He told him. He had the counsel of God. He knew ahead of time what was going to happen. He knew ahead of time that there was a prophetic warning. He knew ahead of time what was going to happen. He knew that God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And so what did he do? He said, Lord, if I find 50 righteous, will you not destroy? And he said, Lord, uh, if you find 50 righteous, I won't destroy. But guess what? Like I said, God knows how to deliver the righteous from the day of wrath, right? So he not only let Lot know, but he delivered Lot and his family. But you know, we know his wife, she turned and looked back and turned it to a pillar of salt because the Lord told him not to look back. And that's some of us, I'm just going to say this right here. That's why some of us are salty. Because when God is bringing us out of stuff, we want to keep going back to it. We want to keep looking back to the past. We want to keep, that's why we can't move past it because we're stuck in it. Oh, Jesus. But some of us are salty because we're looking in the past. We're always bringing up the past. But let me tell you something about the past. When we're stuck in the past, that's because we're still wounded. And as long as it hurts, that tells you that's a sign that it's not healed. Anything that that hurts is not healed. We know this even in the natural. That if if uh, 
If I have an open wound and you take your finger and press on it, it's going to hurt. Why? Because it's not healed. And we have to allow the word of God um, to make us whole. We are complete in him. The Bible says we're already complete in him. But we have to take the word of God and use it like salve and put it on that wound. What is the word of God concerning that thing that hurts you? What does God, because his word triumph above all. And the fact that it's still hurting, there's some unforgiveness attached to it. Because unforgiveness causes wounds to stay open. Because the only way we can sit in unforgiveness is we have to constantly repeat the past. The devil is just there constantly. Well, remember what they did? You, uh-uh, remember, you, remember what they did? No, you should have said this. You should have did this. Just playing and playing. But every day is a new day. So the Lord said, don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. Because don't you know that if you lay down with devils, you're going to wake up with them same devils. So don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. Today is a new day. God's grace and mercy is fresh and new every day because he knows every day we're going to need it. But don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. Because if you lay down angry, you're going to wake up angry. And so this this, this day is going to seem like the same old day. And it's like being stuck in the wilderness where you're just going around and around the same thing. Every day is routine. Every day is the exact same kind of day. Because we won't allow the Holy Spirit to interrupt our day. And so we get stuck in our way. We get stuck in our routine. And whenever the Holy Spirit wants to interrupt and say, okay, today we're not going to do that. We're going to do this today. We fight with him. Because we're stuck in our way. Don't let being stuck in your way get in God's way. And make sure that the way that you're stuck in is God's way. We have to always be open to uh, the leading of the Holy Spirit. Some are sin sick. Let's just repent of it. There's no condemnation. Father, forgive me. I repent. You know, unforgiveness is a sin. We don't have a right not to forgive. Remember, go back and listen to my video on the unmerciful servant, my podcast. It's called the unmerciful servant. And I ask the question, are you an unmerciful servant? Because when we refuse to forgive others like God has forgiven us, we too become an unmerciful servant. Because who are we not to forgive someone else? And another thing, like I said, when we understand the fight, when we understand that we're wrestling not against flesh and blood, forgiveness is not hard. So that's why I tell people, it's nothing personal. Why? Because it was demonic. It wasn't anything personal. It wasn't a personal attack. It was a demonic attack. Yes, the devil did use you to direct it, but it wasn't anything personal. That's what was coming out of you. And if I did have a part to play, please forgive me. But what I'm saying is out of the abundance of a man's own heart that his mouth speak. But if you did have a part to play, if the if it was you that the devil used, just say I'm sorry. So what are you doing with the with the word you've received? Or what are you doing with the word that you read? Because God don't want us going around seeking prophecy. He tell us to covet to prophesy so we too can prophesy and give someone else a word of encouragement or a word of wisdom.
excuse me, he do tell us to prophesy. Okay, well, I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys, um, I didn't get to finish everything I wanted to. So tomorrow we're going to come back some more and talk about when you find the word, find the verb. What's God's prophetic word to you? Okay, we're getting ready to end it here. You guys be blessed, be encouraged, keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. And remember to be a doer of God's word. Find out what the counsel of God is concerning um, the issue that's in your life. Um, I don't even know that our triggers are connected to our issues are our triggers. The devil will press on that thing that we're sensitive to. Okay, I'm getting ready to get off here. You guys keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. I'm at the track getting ready to trim some fat. Okay, you guys be blessed. Excuse me. Be so encouraged. And until tomorrow, uh, we'll talk again.